Welcome to the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom. This is Books, Kids, and Creations, a podcast that features people who inspire and uplift future generations with their work. I am speaking with Carlos Douglas Jr. today, a phenomenal award-winning animator out of Illinois. Well, Indiana, close enough close. to Illinois. Uh, <laughs> yep, right on the board. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting, um, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Well, most of the time I interview authors who have future plans of animation projects, but you're kind of going the other way around where you have completely animated this beautiful piece called Kenya Symphony. Um, Tell me about how this creation came into your head how did that kind of just did it pop in were you were you listening to something or what happened <laughs> and so it, it's an interesting story uh because it, it's loosely inspired by something that I witnessed um so just how you were saying I, I'm like close enough to Chicago I was I was working there I was uh I worked at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra um for a little bit over a year um and at one point I was an usher so I would sit in uh and watch the performances like you know let everyone in you know it it was it was an interesting job for me because I'm a big fan of orchestra music I have been since middle school um so it was like a dream job for me um and being there there was uh one there were a few things that I observed um so one of the things a lot of the concerts it oftentimes would have like older generations there watching the shows you wouldn't really have a lot of younger kids coming in unless it was a concert specifically catered for kids um and you know one thing that i also noticed was that um if kids ever did come into the show they would be bored out of their mind you know like and it was something that happened where there was a night where a mom came in with her daughter and she had to be you know, five or six years old. She was really young and they happened to sit right in front of where I was standing. So they were like the very last aisle and it was just the entire night. You could tell like as soon as the music began, her her attitude changed. She wanted to get out of there and she was just messing with her mom the whole time, running up and down the aisles. And this is, you know, at a, at a symphony concert, you can't cough, you know, like right. they... It, it has to be dead silent. And it yeah. was one of those things, like when I was watching this little girl, I'm just like, I totally get it. And I, I think that that is a great basis for a story. And it was around the time that um, when I was in school, um, I was in a class where we had to create a short film and it was perfect timing. You know, like I, I really wanted to do um, a film about music and this was the perfect gateway into that because with me being a fan of the orchestra and, you know, wanting to create like a relatable character to hopefully get more people interested in the genre. I thought that would be a perfect idea. It's amazing. Well, it's perfect. And as I was watching the, the video of it, um, I had this instant flashback to when I was a kid, my parents took us to go see the Nutcracker. Oh yeah. And prior to that, my grandma gave me like one of those little sugar packets you find on the Mm -hmm. tables at restaurants And I ran up and down the aisles just like that. And my parents were Mm -hmm. like furious. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, we've all been there, you know? Um, And it's like, when you're a kid, you don't really understand the beauty of some of these things where you have to sit down and just listen and enjoy because you have so much energy and you want to do everything. And it's, you know, that's, 
uh, you can't really blame someone at that age, but it's mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, creating a story where there was a turning point in that, you know, where she actually does find the beauty in that, that was what really worked. Yeah, it's beautiful how you did it with just the little, you know, she's using the little straw for her spitball cannon. And then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, oh, it can also look like that musical instrument there. And it's like just this beautiful turning point. It's so magical. And then just how it just transitions to her being so excited. Um, do you, I mean, I, it's such a, a wonderful piece, but I thought how long did something like this take to create? I mean, because at the end you see all the names involved and in bringing it to life. And I went, how long did it take for you to take it from concept to creation? So it took about a year and a half. Okay. Um, so three semesters while I was in school and um, it was a project that I was working on mostly, uh, you know, in, I did most of the animation. I did a lot of, I, I created the story from the ground up. And a lot of the names that you see, they were also in school at the same time. So it wasn't like we had like, it wasn't like we had a, a huge team. It would be a situation where if I was animating and I didn't have time to finish this shot up by the end of the week, can you help me color this? Can you help me do the rough animation? So and cool. a lot of the backgrounds, like the beautiful backgrounds, uh, my friend Lillian, she was great with that. So uh, we had, I had some help along the way. And then of course I, uh, with the music, I knew that was something I could never do because I'm not a musician. I played piano for a year, I think when I was maybe five, you know, I was really young. And so um, I'm just a big fan of the orchestra. So a friend of mine uh, who I met while I was in school, uh, Michael Van Bodegam Smith, who is the composer uh, for the film and for the newest album that we're releasing, um, he created the music and we worked together to uh, have a few freelancers come in and record all the music in his basement. You know, it, oh was, my gosh. it was one of those things like, you know, uh, it was very unorthodox the way that we had to create the film. Um, but overall, the, the five minute film took about a year and a half to do. Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, you, you just look at even some of the um the line drawings and just everything that you have in there. I went, wow, this just had to have taken such a long time to create. Um, but it it's so like beautiful. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you yeah. would do the animation first without any music, right? And then the music was added. Yeah, we did. Um, it was a technique where you uh, put temporary music into oh. the reel. So, you know, I chose a few pieces of music that I thought would fit the mood, um, the pacing of the story. And it, it was three different pieces that I did, like beginning, middle, and end. Um, and that's where I started doing the animation. And then Michael, uh, you know, he came along pretty early in the production. A lot of times with film, uh, the composer doesn't come until the film is pretty much done, like during post-production. But I wanted him involved from the start to make sure that the music was evolving just like the animation was at the same time. And so yeah. that ended up really working out. So um, he finished the music a little bit before I finished the animation. And then I, you know, after hearing some of the things that he did, that's when I started to make some changes, especially with the finale sequence. I wanted to make sure everything was timed up perfectly. And, yeah. you know, a lot of that is because the music helped to finish things off for me. Okay. Okay. And then you talked about an album. Tell me about this album. I actually have one right here. So this is the album that just came in. So, um, and it's it's one of those things uh, I'm right now figuring out uh, the best way to approach this because this 
this album isn't um, included in the film. This is completely oh. original music that was written um, after the film was made. We wanted to, um, I, I asked him, you know, it's called Kenya Symphony. And, you know, the one thing that we really didn't get to do while we were making the film was to record with a, a whole orchestra. So what if we created a short symphony for kids that's yes. just short enough it's only 15 minutes long. And so you can listen to it in a car ride. And this is something that tells a story. It has um, elements of classical music, but a lot of it is more contemporary and modern. And so it's like, it has that flair to it that we're hoping if we can get kids to listen to this, you know, they don't have to sit down for a whole two hour symphony. This is something that is very quick and it's, you know, you can follow the story beat by beat because music usually has a story along with it. Yeah. But this is one that you can see, and this is one that you can relate to. There's um, there's even um, an intro and outro track where Kenya mm -hmm. and her mom are talking to each other and, you know, having a little back and forth. So it's um, something that we just finished. Um, it'll be available very soon, um, and it's going to be available on streaming on April 15th, so next Saturday. So it's amazing. Uh, it's very exciting. It's, it's uh, something that we just finished up. We um, We went to Europe. To North Macedonia to record the music um, last September, um, and it was something where I, I was really excited for that because you know, uh, with working with a small budget, we had to figure out how we were going to do this. And luckily, Michael knew someone who has recorded in North Macedonia, yeah. um, and we knew about that orchestra from one of his colleagues. And we just said, okay, well, let's have them perform the music. And I said, let's go there. So we went there and recorded the music and then um, the oboe and the violin in the story, they're very important. So the violin represents Kenya and the mm -hmm. oboe represents Kenya's straw and her imagination. And so we recorded the soloists in California. So it, it was a bit of a, uh, it, it was an interesting production, but yeah, we recorded music from around the world and now it's finally put together. So it's really exciting. That's so, so cool. What an experience. Um, and as you're talking about the experience of it, I'm immediately picturing, you know, every type of student across the world also falling in love with this music and maybe even trying. Remember when you were little, like, did you do the recorder? Yep. And I was always bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was too, and I just ended up yeah, um, Exactly. You could do so many like musical follow along little lesson plans for kids, especially, you know any age really but younger kids for sure with this yes i would love to do that we we would really like to get the music into schools um and figure out the best audience for it because again it's it's one of those things like uh i really hope that this will inspire kids to if either if they're a musician already or if they've never been in the arts or you know never been to an orchestra concert which a lot of us haven't you know i didn't even go to one until i was in college and working yeah. at a symphony you know so it's it's one of those things I want people to listen to this from home or in their car and be able to um, sort of branch out and just experience it because it, it feels like a concert experience when you listen to it from start to finish. So that's the way that we wanted yeah. to cater the album. And I think it, it's, it's really effective and schools would be great for it. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So you also have a book in the works. Um, yes. Do you want to talk about the book at all? What's that process been like for you for creating your own book? Yeah, so it's um, it, it's very early in the process, and this is going to be my first book. Um, so 
I'm going to be writing, illustrating, and self-publishing it. So it's uh, it's going to be quite a journey. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and it also tells the same story. So right now, that's um, I, I'm figuring out a way to make it you know, unique in its own right, because the film tells the same story and the album tells the same story and the book is going to do the same thing. Um, but now it's a matter of, you know, I'm, I didn't really get a chance to develop the art in the film as much as I wanted to. Like, it, I love the way that it came out, but I, I think it's one of those things, like when you're an artist and you care about your work, a lot of times you want to return to it and advance and, you know, get better with it. So I would love to create like you know, I, I'm I'm really excited to create the spreads for the book, you know, yeah. um, and just to be able to really take the time and develop the artwork as much as possible, um, get the instruments right, get the, uh, I mean, and just to draw all of the characters like interacting with one another in a yeah. book setting. I just think that it'll, it'll be really exciting, but uh, pretty much at the first pass right now. It's very new. Uh, so yeah. yeah, well, what a talent to be able to, to animate it and then take it to another medium of the book. You know, that's because I thought like, I wonder if he's animating and also doing the artwork for the book, it would make sense that you would do it all. Um, and so talk about the <clears throat> the film festivals that you've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so the film was completed um, in December of 2019. And I started the film festival run in January of 2020. So right before the pandemic, which was really interesting because I was only able to attend two screenings of Kenya Symphony, the film, um, before the pandemic hit. And then everything was all online. Um, and it's one of those things like, uh, it really didn't hamper the ability for me to submit to film festivals because tons of them were online. Um, they really started to reorient the way that, um, that film festivals were run, just like everything became more online based, all video based, like now film festivals, they had to adapt in the same way. So um, I ended up getting the film into over 100 film festivals. Um, and it was one of those things, a professor of mine, Julian Grant, he inspired me and my classmates to submit to film festivals, like even, you know, we're, we're students, but it's one of those things you can still do that, you know, if you can get a chance to see what the film festival circuit's like because it's much different from like, you know, your standard TV and film industry. The film festival circuit is completely different. So it was a really unique time for me to submit the film. And, that, and it gave me a chance to realize that a lot of people truly connected with the story that I, I told the story in the way that I really wanted. And I'm glad that it was able to connect because, you know, I, I saw that it had obvious success in the film festival circuit and um, yeah, and it won some awards. Um, it, and I think the, the highest point, like I was so happy it got into the New York International Children's Film Festival. And that was definitely like the icing on the cake for me. Oh. I was, I was so excited about that. Um, and yeah, and, and from there it's, it kind of gave, itself wings like once I saw how successful that was I was like well let's let's take this in a different direction let's do something else so then that's where the album and the book came into play yeah <clears throat> and think about all the I mean this is one experience that you have provided for your character think about all the other experiences like if you did a book series for this you could have her experience all kinds of things and introduce children to so many other like this is I feel like this is like just one little door opening I mean big door for you but 
for sure. I mean, there's just so much that is ahead with this. It's just so cool to to be able to speak with you about it. Do you have yeah. um do you have any exciting news other than what you already have going on? Um things on the horizon or anything you want to talk about? Um, so there's a Kenya Symphony website in the works. Um, it I, I I'm getting started on it and hopefully I can offer the book there, um, some other merchandise. And I hope that I can also, you know, make it be a platform where music can be shared. I, I haven't figured out the concept just yet. Um, because on social media, um, at Kenya Symphony, um, I basically have been creating an account for the project, but it's also, I've deemed it the hub for music appreciation. So I, I share a lot of uh, music there, a lot of orchestra music. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things now uh, taking like the music education route is where I would like to go. Um, you know, I think that um, it would be really interesting to have the website have some kind of integration where, you know, people can learn things there as, as yeah. well as, you know, uh, be able to access Kenya. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of things in the works. Um, and again, the book is going to be coming out um, in December. So uh, hopefully, you know, as, as long as I can run that fast, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I can make it happen. Yeah, thank you. So it, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot on the horizon and I'm really excited uh, for everyone to hear the music uh, once that becomes available next week on streaming. So um, yeah, just a lot of exciting news. Very cool. Um, and I always ask everyone who comes on the show, what advice they have for future generations. And this could be for people who want to do what you do or just in general? Uh, I would say never wait for a budget. Never wait for money to come your way to be able to start creating something because you can create something from the ground up and rest assured, if you are really putting your time and your effort and you really want this to happen, the money will come at some point, but you really just, you need to be in your project, like whatever it may be. If it's, if you're a creative and you have an idea, don't wait on anything. Just whenever you feel like you have the spark and the creativity to do it, just do it. You know, like uh, that I can really speak for myself in terms of the film. Um, so the film was a college project and, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those things like uh, we only had to create like a two and a half minute film, but mine is close to five. And, you know, my professors were just like, you're not going to get this done. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And I, I kept telling them like every week I would turn in the project. And it's like it would keep getting longer and longer. And I'm just like, I got to tell the story. Like, you know, there's there's so much that I want to cram into this. But I know it's just a school project, but I really want to tell this story. And so, you know, in terms of the music. Again, when we did the film, it was no budget, you know, um, and so I had to do everything from the animation, the storyboarding, all of that. But then the music side of it, uh, Michael and I, we really developed like a great bond during the project because, you know, we we both obviously love music and um, we wanted to record with a big orchestra, but we couldn't do it. So we got creative. So yeah. in Michael's small bedroom in his basement, we had individual musicians come in and record their parts. So one day we would record the the tuba and we would wow. like have them play their parts four or five times over and combine that to create this big 
symphony orchestra. So it's like, we only had, I think around 12 to 15 musicians total, but it sounds like it's a bigger orchestra. And that's because we worked with the budget that we had, we got creative, we made it happen. And the same thing with uh, the album. So it's, uh, you know, I wanted to figure out the best way to do this. And I, when I looked at orchestras in the US, it was way too expensive. So mm -hmm. we got creative again and we said, okay, let's, if, if we got to travel for this, we will travel for it and we'll make it happen. And now we have a full orchestra, like the dream team, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's really one of those things. I just <laughs> think that waiting to get the opportunity or the money for it, like I, I don't ever want that to be a hindrance for people because it's like, you know, it, it might not turn into the project that you were originally anticipating, but it'll be something that you're proud of if you really, you know, make it happen. So, yeah, great advice. Well, Carlos, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. And Thank I'm you. so excited for all that you have created and all that you have yet to come. So thank you so much for being here. We will post a link to your social media and everyone, please go follow him. This is such a beautiful, beautiful piece. And yes, thank you for being here. And thank you, Tracy. This was great. And again, I, I was really honored that you chose me to have to, to have me on your, your show. This is really great. So thank you so much. Thank you.